0: Oh. Uh-huh. to take them out. You have to get rid of them and... Hello. I'm here and we simply need to collect all of the facts in order to get from here. Thank you so much for having me and for not inviting the terrible, awful, disgusting he's going to come and destroy all the podcasts that we taught. Oh, Lord. Look out, Emily. Ah! That more or less is this episode <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> a, dramatic, yep. a dramatic reinterpretation of the energy of this episode Oh my god, Captain Emily
1: Yes, yes it is Missy, I watched this episode three times in the last three weeks Two of which in like the last couple days Um, And I still cannot tell you every single time We were seeing Lazarus 1 and Lazarus 2
0: you mean Lazarus and uh, anti-Lazarus?
1: <laughs> Lazarus and anti-Lazarus. Everyone, hello and welcome to Red Sharts. Uh today we're talking about, that's right, the alternative mm-hmm. factor. This absolutely ridiculous and voted ninth worst episode uh in 2016 by oh some boy. fansite. Uh ninth worth worst episode of Star Trek. Uh the alternative factor. I, I'm so excited to discuss this wild goose chase. Me too. Of an episode. I'm excited
0: to talk about antimatter, uh, the world it exists in, which is apparently just a photo negative of mm-hmm. the world that exists here. Um, I Literally. want to talk about yeah in in a show that is known for the actors, the main cast sometimes being a bit hammy. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is, is loving to ham it up. We're going to talk about a person who is the full full fucking hog on this episode.
1: Missy. Missy, you have no fucking idea. You have no fucking idea. You're talking oh, about Lazarus, right? Yes. Wow. He's so campy. He's so full hog. It's almost like he hasn't slept and he's under a great amount of oh, no. stress. Hmm, why would that be? Let's please, find please out! Take me to
0: the dimensional uh, corridor of this episode. And let's hope we don't get uh, trapped interlocked so forever. So
1: excited. Uh, okay, so there are many sins of this episode, and it starts as with many uh, policing, cops. Yeah, that's right. This was written by Don Ingalls who was a buddy of Gene Roddenberry's because uh, he was also a former cop on the way into yes, producing yes, yes. and writing. They worked together on Have Gun, Will Travel. They were cops. They're good old boys and they were buddies. And Gene was like, I want this guy to write for my show. You know? And if Roddenberry is hiring him, that means it's before Gene Koon started producing. Because Roddenberry was still hiring people and stuff, but like, he was involved in just like upper level other things, not like this like line producing sort of thing. This episode was shot. Um, right, let me think. They switched it with. This episode was like the fifteenth shot. Production
0: code twenty.
1: Right, twenty. I'm close. Mm-hmm. It's production code twenty. So Don angles. <laughs> this was ordered a long time before. Gene Ronberry was like, I want my buddy to do this. I like he has this idea. I invited him to pitch. He was like, oh, matter, antimatter universe. Great. You want know
0: solid Wonderful. pitch?
1: He turns in solid pitch. He turns in a script. Uh and he doesn't label which is Lazarus one and Lazarus two oh. for most of it.
0: So the, the script itself is a mystery.
1: The script itself is a mystery. The story itself was entirely different. It was like very, very different. And it changed for a number of complicated reasons. I'll talk about what the original story was sort of as we go along because there's little bits of it hanging around everywhere. Scraps that would
0: refuse to leave the table.
1: Scrippity scraps. But this passed through many hands as it does uh, and then was directed by Gerd Oswald. Um, who also uh, directed The "Cartoons okay. of the King, a much earlier episode, and it went so smoothly. It was like an inside episode. Everything was inside. It was so much easier. Gerd, uh, the the information I have on him, because in this episode, it's going to be a little different. The information I have on him is just that he... Uh, directed more Outer Limits episodes oh, than anyone else. Nice. 14 episodes. So he's very accomplished. But this was a wild fucking script. And we'll get to parts where like not only is he not, it's a double man episode, right? There's a person who is, yes, it's a, a double, do- it's a complete right? Oh no. And they don't label who is who in the script. Excuse me, excusez-moi. But Jin Roddenberry was like, just wanted to fucking buy this script but it's gonna be okay Mm because we got a little cast together we got gert oswald he's great at this we're gonna put together a little show we open on the bridge of the enterprise uh they are apparently around a planet that's the most normal planet of all time
0: all readings normal
1: super normal all readings, super normal, no surprises, no life. And they're about to head out when suddenly they're attacked by a still photo of a galaxy.
0: Yes, they're attacked ah! by a photo phasing in and out, in and out.
1: Yep. Um, and that's, that's right. Uh, the photo of the galaxy just back and forth, rocking back and forth. And apparently, you know, they're all rocking around the ship. And apparently at that moment, because, you know, the effect subsides, everything within their range of instruments winked out of existence. For just moments, everything. Uh, And Kirk's like, Spock, what are you describing? And he's like, dun, 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 non-existent. And I'm like, all right. Uh, Sure. That's quite dramatic music for, uh, okay. But directly after this occurs, almost to the second of this blinking out, a life form has appeared on the planet. Spock, how is that Nova. possible? You
0: just told me that planet had no life on it. It didn't, Captain.
1: Dun dun dun! Uh, and so Kirk's like, "Put a team together." You yeah, he see will. This a lot this episode. Put a team together. <laughs> We're going down to that planet to investigate. Space. We open back up on uh, at Vasquez rocks our favorite outdoor group of rocks to run around'
0: Naturally, i I, uh, I appreciate those like yep we are in a vaguely deserty back not like a backdrop but like you know definitely location scenes so they can run mm-hmm. around on all these rocks it's like oh convenient an, an mm-hmm. arid planet you know and an area where we have yep. arid locations to film
1: uh <laughs> And they're just kind of hanging out um, and they see just over a couple of rocks, an outer limits ass looking yeah. spaceship. It's just this little cool little ship with like a great, like clear dome over the top. I loved the design of that ship. They couldn't afford a better ship. They were like going to have, it was written to have like interiors and shit. And Justin is like, do you understand that we paid thirty thousand dollars <laughs> for the shuttle craft? Are you like, are you, is there something yeah, you're this not this
0: is a one-person vehicle um, that we're seeing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and as they reach the ship, they see a man in a ripped blue sparkly outfit with a long, thick beard on just the front of his face. Okay, I- I'm going
0: uh-huh. to, I'm going, I don't want to.
1: Oh, I do the not beard. want
0: to uh, cast disparagement. Dis- I don't want to be disparaging on your description of this. Thick is not mm. an adjective that you can long. They are lo- true. He has a. It's not Fu Manchu, y But long. he has like longer facial hair in the sense of it looks like it's been yeah. growing for a while. That's some of the wispiest ass facial hair that I've seen yeah. on a person to the point where I'm almost like, is it? Yeah, no, I guess that is facial hair. Yep,
1: yep. It is. Uh, it's very long. It's thick compared to what we might see. Oh, okay, in the future. okay. Uh, but there it is. Um, and he's, he basically pops over the top of the ship. He's like, thank God. (gasps) Thank God you're here. You're here to help.
0: Oh, we can do it. We can do it. We can defeat it. We can defeat the monster.
1: Oh, thank God. And then he falls off the rocks. Uh, Um, this is, (sighs) so this, this is Lazarus. Originally, they cast John Drew Barrymore. That's right. Oh, my Drew God. Drew Barrymore's dad. He was cast as Lazarus. But when he got back the shooting script, which was like uh, like right before filming, he decided he didn't want to do it anymore and stopped taking calls and, like, disappeared. Smartest
0: person in this whole story.
1: Yes. Uh, he got in a lot of fucking trouble because he seriously Oh, not contract. the
0: smartest person in this whole story. And,
1: but it's all okay. It's all okay because um William Shatner has a friend. He worked with this guy before. Robert Brown. And Robert Brown uh, lived out in Miami and he was just a fucking actor. And he got a call to drive up to the studio. It was about like an hour and a half away. Um, And he, he, he drove in and it was like late at night. It was like 11 PM and he got there and Ron Barry was like, awesome. You're here. Okay. Let's go to costume. And he's like, excuse <clears throat> me. Like, I'm here to like read for a role. I, Not to, like, I was not told there was a script. I have not accepted this role. This is not how getting roles goes. I'm just some guy. I'm not, like, I am not offer only, like. They're
0: like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get in the costume.
1: He's like, no, 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 it's it's all, look, Shatner told me you can handle this. You can totally handle this. You're a great actor. Come on. And he's like, this is weird. No. Like, I'm weirded out by this. And Ron Barry's like, look, I have in my contract uh, that we can't pay anyone more than William Shatner. I'm going to pay you as much as William Shatner makes, plus more. Oh, and you can't tell William Shatner about it or I'll sue you. He took, he took five bucks out of his wallet and handed it to her <laughs> And sent him off down to costume that he he's like yeah no we'll find you a place to live near the studio because you're not going to be able to drive a hour and a half every day he's like what yeah no he wasn't literally they started shooting the next day he was learning those lines as they were shooting uh he he's like yeah i probably should have said no do
0: you know (laughs) that makes sense now why he is Uh, Manically shouting his lines the whole time He is just desperate for any Words to come out of his mouth that make Coherent sense together
1: Yup This poor fucking guy had never done Like sci-fi before like sci-fi wasn't A Mm. thing you know Um and he was Sort of thrown onto set and He he preferred actually the shooting That was out at Vasquez rocks because It took so much time To like set up the shots that he had time to learn what he was fucking saying, <laughs> like they could actually block out the scenes, and he could like know what he was doing. Um, so <laughs> we're back up on the ship, and we're we're on the bridge, uh, and Lieutenant Masters walks in. That's right, an awesome young black lady with a natural hairdo. Uh, Just letting Kirk know they need to re amplify the dilithium crystals, which Kirk's like, Yeah, I was kind of
0: like really cool that again, I always love when we see Mm -hmm. non white male personnel of the Enterprise. And I immediately clocked that. I was like, oh, very cool. Like, I don't know this character. I didn't realize that. Spoiler, she's going to be in like most of this episode and pop in and out. It's really great. Yes.
1: She is, and I thought I had the name of her. It actress, is
0: Janet M- M- McLaughlin. Right here.
1: Janet McLaughlin. Janet McLaughlin. So she was cast like before she was had really done much, um, but she ends up going on to like be like do a lot of uh, a couple of movies and mm-hmm. uh, including um,
0: and she's an a movie actress. that I know by name. I have not been able to see it yet, uh, but Tick Tick Tick, which uh, is the first role that Jim yes. Brown. Uh, the football player appeared in
1: um so fun story about her i have more fun stories about her coming up because isn't it so interesting that this engineering person is in blue and just all over this episode and like no others but like where's scotty um so (laughs) the first story about her is um Robert Justman's assistant was a young Black woman um, who, when she got on set, she always, you know, her whole thing, because at that time, to wear your hair natural was, like, wildly <sighs> revolutionary. Like, that was what the Black Panthers did. Like, they were considered you know, now we're just like, oh, that's a person who looks like they're from the 70s. Um, no, like that was wildly revolutionary, especially to have it on TV. And she had always worn wigs. Uh, this is a quote, or this is from a quote from These Are the Voyages, uh, season one. Um, she said that when she saw Janet McLaughlin walking around set with her natural hair, she went to the bathroom took out her wig like washed out her own fro and just went and sat back down and went to work and no one said amazing damn thing. and she was like she was like so inspired and like happy to be uh on the star trek set working there where like everyone was like hell yeah and like L Kuhn did that had her wear her hair naturally um because he thought it was like an important step for for mm-hmm. civil rights Um,
0: That's really incredible, and I and I clocked it, but I didn't think too much of it to think about. That is probably the first. I mean, not, but it is the first person in Star Trek that we've seen. Um, that like Mm -hmm. because Uhura um always has a yeah, she has a wig. Oh yeah, first woman I should say um of color that has it on there because she uh wears a wig that I never thought about. I'm like, oh yeah, Uhura is wearing a wig. Mm -hmm
1: hmm Um, so are most of the other people. It's fairly shot. Regardless, it's different. Um, regardless, yeah. So that's the first story about Lieutenant Masters, who's just like all over this episode. It's so interesting that they found it so important for this really small mm-hmm. beans character that has nothing fucking do. Um, hmm. So. We're on the bridge of the enterprise. Lieutenant masters has just talked about recharging dilithium crystals. Um, and Kirk goes to Spock and he's like, Spock, what do you think of all of this that's happening? And Spock is like, I have no fucking idea. Yep. Basically, except that the strongest effect of whatever occurred occurred uh, right here, actually. Um, and that's when they get a message from Starfleet and Starfleet's like, babes, it's, it's not that war were declared; it that war invasion were were declared. Uh, status one: We think there's an invasion, right there, uh, based on whatever the hell just happened. Yeah, sure. You know, we get everything leaking out of existence, and they're like, "Invasion! Clearly, clearly." Kirk's like, okay.
0: Yeah, we were thinking the same thing here.
1: Sure, sure, babes. Uh, the star Starfleet Commodore like calls in. We get to like see his face. We get to see video calling actually for the first time. In all previous episodes, it was a delayed, like we have to send a message to Starfleet and get a message back. Um, so this that we're doing right here, (laughs) podcasting over a million (laughs) distances with videos looking at each other. That was right here on this episode. Commodore calls in. And he's like, yeah, we don't know what that was, but it affected a whole lot of space. And uh we want you to check it out. Furthermore, we're taking all of the rest of the spaceships away. You are alone out here, and you are the bait. Yep. Congrats. Bye. And just like pieces out. And Kirk's um, like, Ugh,
0: not the first time we've had to play bait in one of these scenarios.
1: And he says, from the top, Mr. Spock, with that wet-ass planet.
0: <laughs> um, but he
1: does say, from the top, Mr. Spock, and my brain just, like, went crazy. I was just like, oh! Um, Kirk's like, sweet. All right, I have no no clue, but I do have a random dude in our sick bay. Yep. That's a good clue. I'll go talk to him
0: um well and doesn't he also say spock i'm gonna need you to land on the planet or we're gonna need to uh, research the planet's surface more and spock like that that falls to me right he's like yep
1: yep bye um he's like i'll talk to our unexpected guest and how they got there and how they got there is by pursuing the devil's own spawn that's the information we're getting from lazarus he's Pursuing the devil's own spawn. He's in a holy quest. Uh there's a monster that he's pursuing. It's destroyed his entire civilization. He escaped because he was off-world. He was like on a satellite at the time. Um, and that's all we're getting. That it's the devil. And it killed yeah. all his people.
0: Which I was thinking about that, like cheesy Pete's just you happen to be up in space doing like some cleaning and repairing and do 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 and then all of a sudden the planet below you bo- just like voips out of existence into whatever whateverness like what the hell?
1: Like what are you describing, my guy? Which is basically what Kirk asks next. <laughs> it's like what are you talking about? The devil's own spawn. Like that can mean a lot of things. And he's like, he's death. He is anti life. <laughs> Um, which again, not descriptive, but okay.
0: Nope. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, what am I experiencing Another goo creature? What are we doing here?
1: And he's just like, Kirk's just like, well, look, we don't have any facts right now. And Lazarus is like, fucking sweet. So you'll join my holy cause? And Kirk's like, I was finishing a sentence. Uh. <laughs> um... What? You have literally only said that you have a holy cause and I have only said that I don't know what's happening. You
0: can't even describe to me using adjectives what, like, f- adjectives yeah. that describe physical attributes of the being that you claim is, like, chasing you.
1: Yeah, like, later on you say it's a humanoid. Yeah. But, like, that's all you can get out. Like, my dude. So- <laughs> Kirk's like, look. My only job is to keep this ship safe. I'm not joining some kind of holy quest, but we're beaming down to the planet and you can come with us, you know, like maybe we'll get some more info. So they get back to Vasquez Rocks and Spock is like, "Uh, look, Captain, there's no other life forms on this planet. There is no monster down here. And I think Lazarus is lying. Yeah. Yeah. And Lazarus is like, "Why do you give credence to this man? Sir, my first officer, like who I've known for more than all of 30 seconds?" Yeah.
0: Lazarus does not take at all well being called a liar. He he flips out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Spock's like, "No, it's just that the instruments suggest that you are lying. Like I'm not I don't know what to tell you, my guy." <laughs> but he freaks out. He's like, "Ah!" Oh. Like this, you said yourself, there was no other explanation. So clearly it is a beast devil that I am on holy war to venture. Yep,
0: this, this only further proves <laughs> my, my hallucinations.
1: <laughs> like just wild shit.
0: <laughs> now we at the audience at this point, we have been graced with a visual that sort of is a representation of this struggle that the person's- yep. Is facing, and this is in the form of a very blue, negative version of two people, cumbersomely cumbersomely and slowly grappling with each other. But it's just sort of like, uh, 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 oh, I fell, uh, uh, uh." slugs. Not very intense fighting. So, so when you hear like, oh, there's there's two figures fighting. It, it barely qualifies mm, mm, as a fight. mm
1: mm 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 Because mm, mm. they're... Yeah, because right now they're attacked by that picture of a galaxy again. This is um, actually the Trifid Nebula.
0: Ooh, the trouble with the Trifid, the Trifid. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, the Trifid Nebula attacks again, but it seems to be localized right on Lazarus, who starts screaming, like, I'll get you! Like, come on, man! Like, we're gonna... We're gonna fight! And then like it, and then we it looks like someone put Vaseline over the camera mm-hmm. lens for a moment, and we just see him sort of like, you know, throwing himself from side to side. Um, and there's like lightning bolts, and then the whole scene spins backwards, like when they're trying to show you a newspaper that's like showing you the date or the news in a normal yeah, transition. Exactly,
0: it was like a Batman, but it's spiral. the whole
1: scene. It's a Batman spiral. It spirals fucking out. And that's when we get this like weird blue negative, like photo negative fighting, which apparently looked great on black and white TVs, as well as color TVs.
0: Um, I mean, th- this <laughs> is where we should mention how I watched this 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 episode. Yes. Um. Normally when I am watching these, I am able to do it at home, I watched them on my nice widescreen computer monitor. Oh, yeah. in in the in nice yeah. about the size bigger than what a TV even might be at that time had it now. And I was not able to do that today. I had to watch this episode on my phone. And if I needed to watch any episode on my phone, this is the one to have done it on because that effect looked bad, but on a ton of little, on a little box screen, it was like, well, okay, this looks at least <laughs> like it does, it belongs on here.
1: Right. Right. Oh, um, it was really washed out Yeah, I was like, blue. you know what? All this really washed out blue. Because it was, it was also supposed to be black and white. So they, they fight, um... It was a smoke-filled room with orange and purple walls, and then they double-exposed the color-negative footage um, over the astronomical footage. That's really
0: interesting. I was going to ask how they achieved that fact, but still, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it just... I wish it looked better, though. I'm sure at the time, it definitely looked really cool. But yes.
1: <laughs> um, one of the Lazarus appears to win this confrontation.
0: Um, yeah? I get, like yeah, it, every time we see this, it looks like one of them um, vaguely bests the other. But like again, I'm not really sure who's hurting and who's not, and and which one is the one that's getting the upper hand. The script apparently didn't say either, so who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, one of them gets the upper hand, and then we get the the newspaper uh, coming do back of da. Vasquez rocks. <laughs> we and it stops and falls and uh the lightning stops and kirk runs over and the scene's all normal again and kirk's like what the hell just happened that thing happened again and it was localized almost to this exact spot Mm -hmm. says spock and that's when lazarus wakes up and he's like ah i gotta kill that thing kill 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 and just screams kill 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 over and he had
0: a line after that but that's all that he could remember and get out Yep, yep. Kill. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. kill. Kill,
1: kill, kill, kill. Kill. Kill, kill, kill. Uh back on the Enterprise, we see McCoy putting a band-aid on Lazarus's head where he sustained a head wound from this fight. Um and on the bridge, once again they're like we have no idea what's happening. Um but there there are some things about Lazarus's story that are making sense about this devil. Um, and that's, that one, he's wounded. So there sounds like there was a confrontation of some kind. Um, and that the phenomenon occurs always exactly when Lazarus says that his confrontations occur. Yes. So yeah. there's some kind of connection. He's
0: he's definitely going through some sort of episode.
1: Yes. Um, that is related in some way to this episode. Galaxy winking out effect. Um, so, down in sickbay uh he's, tr- you know, McCoy is treating a deep wound on this guy's forehead. Uh, and he's like, Yeah, I stepped out uh, for a second. And when I stepped back in, the guy's head was healed. Like, Kirk, like, I swear to God, like, I stepped out and this guy was just like suddenly, you know, injured. Um, And Kirk's like, okay, well, that's weird. Where is he? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just a country doctor. Okay. We're just losing patience today. That's all we're doing is losing patience. He
0: essentially essentially also says it in a way that implies, like, it's your ship, Kirk. You tell me. It's just like, okay.
1: But then later, oh, my God. Okay. Well, we'll see what he does later in his fucking sick bay. Oh, my God. So for now, we see Lazarus, apparently sans forehead wound sitting in uh one of the recreation rooms he's he's just chilling everyone else is chilling around people are hanging out like a bar and that's where we see lieutenant masters again hanging out she's like oh yeah we just finished revamping that that dilithium crystal recharging station and her buddy's like oh yeah now we got to go out and do more things but at the here at the word dilithium crystals ooh lazarus sears perk up and he follows them out of the rec room. He's
0: like, mm, I need some of that. I need some of them crystals, them
1: crystals, them crystals. But before he can become a full hallway menace, uh, he is once again attacked by a galaxy or yep. these nebula, by the the trifid nebula, and uh, he has a sort of black and white fight. And when he comes out this time. Kirk and McCoy walk up, basically at that moment. McCoy's like, this is, here he is. We found him. Let me show you how his head healed. But the wound is back.
0: It's back. Kirk's pissed. He's like, oh my God. Okay, this is your idea of a joke. This isn't funny. Uh, you know, if I had time, I'd laugh. But I got to deal with this situation.
1: hmm I have shit to do. Uh, Lazarus come with me to the bridge. And Lazarus is like, sweet. Yep, Totally. So now on the, on the bridge, they see that back on the planet, there's a random spot of radiation that apparently does not exist according to any normal screening. How they know it's there, if no normal instruments can pick it up, I do not know.
0: Well, it's because visually they can see it.
1: Presumably.
0: Yeah, because there's a moment um, where we see yeah. a little bit of a winking like white light mm-hmm. on the planet's surface.
1: Exactly. Um, but they 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 know it's radiation. I suppose it has to be if it's light, um, technically. Um, but Spock's like, look, the only way I can describe this thing inaccurately is a rip in our universe where no physical laws apply. Okay.
0: You know, as as you normally come across in your day-to-day duties of a mm-hmm. spaceship.
1: Mm-hmm. However. With dilithium crystals, they might be able to locate it. And that's when Lazarus gets really fucking excited. He's like, oh, dilithium crystals. Fuck. With those, I can capture this guy. I can kill this guy. You got to give me these crystals. I demand them.
0: Kirk's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm the captain. You're going to demand anything. And Lazarus mm-hmm. is like, no, I wasn't asking a question. Or no, he's like, it's not a, you can't threaten me. He's like, it's not a threat. It's like, oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, okay he's like look without those crystals the ship won't exist anymore the devil's own spawn's gonna eat it and again it's like okay again exactly how is the devil going to destroy it is the devil in the universe here with us right now like
0: especially we've already <laughs> dealt with the devil in the dark in a previous yeah. episode so we know that it's actually just a horda
1: yes um and kirk is like i <laughs> not only fuck you um but we need these for our engine like this ship runs on those yeah like what the hell um at this point the beard is there's a lot less beard going on a lot less beard not the least amount of beard we're gonna see but less uh, Lazarus leaves the bridge. No one's following him and no one is keeping track of him at any moment. Uh,
0: of course, you know, as you do when you have patients that I've shown episodes of Mania, you just let them yeah. wander around your ship.
1: Especially if they appeared mysteriously on a planet below you.
0: Oh, yeah, um. right. When they shouldn't exist to begin with. We, <laughs> yeah. we keep forgetting that about that All right, uh-huh. about that part of it. <laughs>
1: Uh, but that's okay, because sec- the second he walks away from everyone, he has another one of these attacks, uh, where he's being attacked by this nebula, he's being uh, attacked by this other being, and uh, presumably, he has a Band-Aid on, so you can't tell that he does not have the head wound anymore. Yeah. But presumably, the Lazarus without the head wound has reappeared. I can only assume this
0: (laughs) based on slight behavioral changes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, So he wanders directly to engineering where he is quickly able to overpower Lieutenant masters and her assistant and steal the crystals that they are uh, recharging. And, you know, Kirk is at the other end of the communicator. Like, Masters is like, I'm done. Uh, tell me I'm good to go on break now. Um, and that's when we hear, like, her get attacked by Lazarus.
0: Yep. And Kirk's like, what's, uh, happening?
1: what's happening? What's happening? What's uh, happening? And he's like, oh, no. Uhura's like, oh, no, we lost track of Lazarus. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like we ever had track of Lazarus. but no, apparently, not really. Not really. But apparently we find him right away. Because... In the next scene, um, now Lazarus basically has no beard. They're just th- the okay. slightest wisps.
0: Thank you for confirming that yeah. this did indeed change over time. Because I couldn't tell if I kept misremembering how thin his beard was. Or if, the, like, is the makeup getting worse? I could, I could not tell what was happening.
1: It is varying wildly based on when, what day they shot what scene.
0: <laughs> okay okay yeah
1: that is that is what it is it's much thicker uh when they're at fazquez rocks real thin on this day um, he uh robert brown said like he's like i had no fucking time to pay attention to what the hell they were putting on my face i was just oh, trying yeah. to keep all these words straight
0: he, because he's not the continuity director
1: as he was trying to figure out these words the fucking director like gert oswald was being a total dick to him, kept telling him to like hurry up, and then threatened to call Sag to tell them that he wasn't a good actor. Oh my god! Getting his brain around all of this like crazy like techno-babble dialogue. Overnight.
0: Gerd. Gerd. Come on. Gerd. Gerd.
1: This was the last episode he ever directed um, for Star Trek. Uh- <laughs> So, yeah, apparently we found him right away. We're in, a, we're in a conference room, and Kirk's like, where are the crystals? And Lazarus is like, find the beast, you'll find the crystals. <laughs> um, again, and he's like, we're dealing with a, cap- a creature capable of destroying worlds and is the devil. And Spock's like, all right, if this is the case, why does he need crystals, huh? Yeah. And Lazarus is like, oh, for the same reasons I do. Oh, wow. We really, you're really not being suspicious right now.
0: What could God need with a starship?
1: What could God need? Like, wow, why would this guy want to steal a thing? Oh, for the same reasons that I want to steal things? Like, what? Yep. Um...
0: It's the, it's the uh, secret to the other's destruction.
1: <gasps> so... That really doesn't help your case, my guy. This Lazarus is like, look, the idea is that he's going to steal the crystals and get a ship to get away from me. Because I'm hunting him down. I'm going to destroy him. He's going to destroy a million worlds in the meantime. Now, our only clue is that radiation occurred on the planet at the same time as the crystals were stolen. So we put together another search party. That's right. Back down to the planet. So now Lazarus is again sporting his thick beard. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively thick, long beard. Uh, we are unable now to spot the source of radiation because it apparently disappeared. Wow. Um, our party wanders around Vasquez Rocks for a while. There's just like
0: <laughs> a lot of
1: walking. Um, when suddenly they are once again attacked by the picture of the nebula and there's wind shaking We see Lazarus with the Vaseline over the camera trick, and then the spinning newspaper happens, and the two Lazari are fighting, and it's all black
0: and white.
1: (laughs) And once again, one of the Lazari seems to win, and we newspaper ourselves back to the planet. Yep. Uh we watch them and run we around. Say,
0: we know that they're two Lazari because they're two human shaped blobs. Yeah, but you can't tell because no. obviously they don't—they don't even have like any of the Lazarus no faces showing at any single point. I don't even know if that probably wasn't even it was Robert not. Brown as any of them.
1: Yeah, it was not. It was two stuntmen, uh, and who who are not him. Um. <laughs> So, they run around Vasquez Rocks for a little while longer after this episode, and Lazarus starts climbing down some rocks and kicks a rock, and then is like, oh no, Kirk, don't get hit by a rock, and falls off the cliff, which apparently Again. saved Kirk's life.
0: Yeah. He
1: ki- kicked it in midair, I guess?
0: I only realized that Kirk was in actual danger afterwards when Kirk was was like, "Hey, thanks for you know saving me. I guess uh, you know you saved me. I guess you should thank you." And it was like, "Did he?" Okay. (laughs) It
1: was like it. It looked like he tripped. Um.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it literally looked like oh, this guy. Like, cause we see him to begin with, and he falls, and we have a William scream, and then later on he falls again. At this point, I'm like. You know, this episode's already poorly paced. I have a lot of time just to be like, have something happen. And I'm like, oh, have the same thing happen. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this, okay. This is where we're at in this episode. Let's just have him fall again and take him right back up again to the med bay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so we're hanging out in sickbay. <laughs> uh, and Kirk is like, I have more questions for you, Lazarus, because you've been so forthcoming previously. Um I have this computer that says you're a liar. The planet you said that you were from does not exist. There's no planet there. And Lazarus is like, that's because I thought if I told you the truth, you would hinder my holy war. Uh, and and, and mm-hmm. so I had to lie. And they're like, fine, tell me the fucking truth. And he's like, look, the planet that was destroyed by this beast is the planet below you. That is yep. my home planet. And I am not just a spaceship traveler being i am a time traveler
0: that ship a time traveler it's my
1: time chamber ship and this guy's been i've been chasing him through time actually to try and get at him this does not answer any questions
0: no no questions answered it does it only raises more questions than it answers Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's like look you need to give me the crystals that i need to kill him and kirk is like look i sympathize but we need those fucking crystals or else we're all gonna die and lazarus is like the devil uh and he's like wait we only have like two crystals left like you need both of those crystals you have no extra crystals and he's like yeah and he's like fuck that means the devil has the other two we're fucked oh my God, you got to give me those two crystals so that I can go kill the devil. And they're like, again! And McCoy's like, look, you got to let this guy rest. He's in a mania. Also, get this security out of Sick <laughs> Yeah,
0: because having security around uh, has not been a problem so far.
1: No, never been a problem. Uh, and Kirk's like, fine, goodbye. Only armed person, like, who's keeping track of Lazarus. And McCoy's like, don't worry, I won't lose track of him this time, only to immediately turn a corner and turn away and for Lazarus to get up, have an episode, and walk out of the sick bay.
0: There's no cut to, there's nothing out it's just within the same ironic time frame. Yeah, (laughs)
1: literally. Um, Kirk and Spock are hanging out in a conference room, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, there's only one alternative. There's only one answer. If we can't get this radiation.
0: I couldn't (laughs) believe this scene. Sorry, keep going.
1: With any of our instruments that are meant to detect everything from our universe, then it must be from another universe.
0: Sure. Sure. Why not? I guess that has to be the only possible explanation. And once they come Mm -hmm. up with that Mm -hmm. plan, oh, the rest of the pieces fall into place Ever so logically, yep.
1: we gotta a, clearly, there are different dimensions, they are parallel universes. Um, and furthermore, our universe must be a plus universe and there's a minus universe, they must ma- be made of different, and more specifically, matter and antimatter energies.
0: And we all know that when matter and antimatter get near each other, they want to have a volatile reaction. Mm-hmm
1: annihilation total complete annihilation so i'm glad if nothing else we know the stakes of this story
0: i mean yeah but also it is just like as they were explaining it i was like bullshit that you two figured out the exact twist of this plot just in that moment and they're just they're basically winging it they're like yeah so i guess if there's an alternate universe um, I guess that's the same Lazarus, mm-hmm. but just two different versions of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and of course, mm-hmm. one, you know, they'd be there. The other one has to be crazy. Oh, they can like, um, It's like, okay, this is them running out of ideas of where to take this plot and just saying, well, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you up because yeah. it's clearly not fucking legible yeah. and, and like the you cannot figure out this plot otherwise they even
1: had like i say just like, knew
0: that heavy yeah. was going on because i at least know more sci-fi mm-hmm. but i also was like i kept thinking we were seeing the same lazarus over yeah. and over again i had no clues two different lazarus like oh one of theirs is 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 crazy and another one's like sane and it's like which
1: one is which exactly there is literally no way to tell um Kirk is like, Spock, what do you take of his mental state? And he's like, ah, oh, there's obviously two different people. Obviously. One is paranoid and one is normal. And I can tell the difference. It's obvious to everyone.
0: Good on you, fucking Spock. You had the script.
1: Sure. Sure. Obvious to everyone, including the fucking author of the script who forgot to write who was Woo Lazarus.
0: Because he knew, it's very obvious. There's no way they can misconstrue which is which.
1: <laughs> so we'll have no trouble knowing which of the Lazarus, the Lazarai, is currently in a hallway being a menace, lurking. Completely unwatched by anyone, because they, they had the security guard lead the fucking med bay, And we see him uh, steal a component from inside the wall, and like bug things around, which are actually dual binding post plugs, banana plugs, um, oh. which are very common when the show was made and still in use in 2021. Very um, cool. So he switches some shit around in order to cause an explosion, a sort of like fiery yeah. explosion. <laughs>
0: It starts smoking very quickly yes. after he does it, and he looks at it, he's like, "Good," yes. sh- closes the panel like he mischief the
1: yeah. Um, and we see on the other side of the wall, um, is engineering, and Lieutenant Masters is there, and she has just put some some lithium crystals in in her little charging thing, uh, and now it's billowing a bunch of smoke, and they run out just in time, Lieutenant Masters and her buddy, um. Only for as they, you know, run out for Lazarus to walk on in unseen by anyone. And he steals. And
0: masters to her credit. She, she tries to get the crystals out. Yeah. She's like, we need to get them. And they're like, we don't have time. Yeah. We got to get the F. And they don't really have time. No. <laughs> it like, it becomes a room full of smoke. I don't know how Lazarus yeah. got in there, got the crystals, and got back out without having a collapsed lock. Right. The amount of smoke in there.
1: Yeah. It was, it was just full. Um. It- <laughs> He's so used to it from when he's fighting the other Lazarus. Um, yeah.
0: Pain's nothing to him.
1: Right? Um, so he he goes on to the transporter room with the stolen crystals, takes out the transporter chief, and transports himself down to the planet.
0: I did. I loved the interaction between him and the transporter mm-hmm. person because he walks in, the transporter person's like, Hey, you shouldn't be here. He's like, Oh, I shouldn't. Bonk. Yeah. And then just punches him real quickly.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And he like punches him on no. Uh, uh, so down on the planet. Lazarus is so excited. He's so excited. He's like, yes, yes. Ha ha. Now I will destroy my enemy. Ha ha. He's like babbling to himself. Uh Uh, But Kirk energizes down to the planet because he gets to the transporter room like just after Lazarus uh, has finished whatever he's doing to his ship. uh, And is able to run over to Lazarus just as Lazarus has finished whatever he's doing. Kirk jumps, you know, into the ship to grab Lazarus. But he has put himself in the middle of whatever Lazarus is doing, which is creating a, a zone to shoot someone in to the parallel universe. That's right. He
0: wipes out and Lazarus is like, no, no, you weren't supposed to be here. Ah! It was supposed to and be that's me." When Kirk goes to blue.
1: Yep. He hangs out in our fun little zone. He he has a little newspaper ride. Uh, he
0: uh, is at the same like sixty six like percentile speed of a norming. It is like it's it's at two thirds speed, slightly slowed, but not quite slow mo. Uh,
1: and we get the newspaper effect again, and Kirk gets up and he's back on the planet, but for some reason it's different, and not just because that's actually just an area set up made to look like Vasquez rocks on, on studio 10 uh, in the Desilu stadium, because they needed an extra day of filming because.
0: Yeah. I thought this was a set when the other parts didn't. And it made me go back and think, have, have they been on a set this whole time? Like what is going on here?
1: Just this part. And it went so much smoother. It's almost like uh, having control over your environment. (laughs) It means that you can do a lot more.
0: (laughs) Don't have to wait for the sun to get in the right angle. You can just make the light whatever you want the sun to be.
1: Pretty much. Um, So uh, Kirk is walking along and they do a good job of like lighting it. I guess it's just the normal lighting, but it also makes it look kind of eerie. And he walks up to the ship, the time ship. Except that the top is off of it and it's not quite finished yet. And, you know, popping up from the back of the time ship, a completely uninjured Lazarus. And he's like, Welcome, Captain. I'm hella calm. So, you know, I'm definitely not the other person. But we've never really seen me be this calm in the other world, even. It so... was very confusing.
0: He's like, oh, hello, Captain. How are you doing? Do, 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 doing my little tech thing. La, la, la. Hey, come Mm -hmm. on over here. We should have a talk. And he's
1: like, yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting you. And Kirk's like, oh, you were expecting your evil double? And he's like, yeah, totally. You get it. And I'm like, I'm glad someone gets it.
0: Yeah. And Kirk does get it. He's just like, oh, okay, you're the sane one. That guy's the crazy
1: one. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, like we're we're totally in a parallel universe made of antimatter. Yours is made of matter. And he's like, yeah, Captain, I'm, I'm sorry. That's why I stole your crystals. It was so the other guy couldn't get them and, and get to this saw and destroy the whole fucking universe. Um, and we're like, why is any of this happening? Right. Like this one Lazarus yeah. is chasing this other Lazarus for some reason. Well, Spock explains it to us. Um, he's mad. And madness, it may not have reason, uh, but it may have a goal.
0: Which is to destroy two universes at once. Two Mm -hmm. for one.
1: Two for one. Two for one. He's mad. Um, And uh, Well, first, Kirk is like, all right, what did I walk through? What is happening is like, oh, that's a corridor in between the two universes, right? It's like a door. And if the door is opened, it will make everything explode. One of the universe that that thing is opening the door into, you know, the explosions go off. That's why you've winked out of existence because that Lazarus was trying to get through the door into my universe, which was causing your universe to be exploded just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but if because if anything were to touch two identical pieces of matter like both Lazarus, everything would be destroyed.
0: Um and yeah, and he describes that essentially like the zone between them is like a buffer zone mm-hmm. that the two universes create to prevent anything from bumping up against each Mm -hmm. other and that that's how he figured out like through the time travel element of it they figured out how to power that to to open that ever so briefly yes and that's why they've been in constant turmoil this entire time Mm
1: -hmm. and that that area can act as a prison Um, yeah and so he's like we could trap this guy inside like that's my goal my goal is to trap the other lazarus in there with me and Kirk finds out again. He's like, so why was the other Lazarus doing all of this? And our, and our good Lazarus is like, because he's mad. Okay, Spock was right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's mad. Well, and it's because he basically he's like, he, when he discovered there was Another him. a parallel universe that existed, it drove him insane and he couldn't live while the other Lazarus lived and was willing to destroy both universes just to make sure that that Lazarus died. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know you love you love a good coherent reason for the plot to come together. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and he's like, "Ah, oh, wow." Kirk is like, "Wow." So you are the reasonable guy, and uh, that he is calling a murdering monster. And Lazarus is like, "Ha ha! I guess that's all your point of view, Captain." I still can't tell who is who. Whatever. Um.
0: I At this point, I have to assume that this is the rational one. Because yeah. as well, he isn't screaming and, and cr- calling for like mm-hmm. a holy agenda.
1: Yeah. So here's the plan. We're going to force evil Lazarus into the corridor. Good Lazarus is going to be there to hold him at bay. While Kirk gets to his ship to destroy Lazarus's ship which will somehow destroy the ship in the parallel universe as well, I guess cuz it's a dimensional ship, and thereby trapping both Lazarus in that dimensional corridor forever. But it well, will wait a keep everyone Lazarus.
0: Alive. You'll be stuck in there with the with the evil version of yourself struggling throughout eternity.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, yeah, He's like, you can't hold him forever, and he's like, can't I, Captain? So, <laughs> uh, good Lazarus turns on his time ship, causing the newspaper thing to happen, and now we're back in the normal universe where Spock and his security team um have beamed down to the planet, and quietly and politely watch as Kirk and bad Lazarus fight
0: yeah never at any point taking any inertia toward intervening Mm -hmm. like spock especially this you get a shot of him and his face and he's just looking like okay Mm -hmm. okay should i do no i shouldn't do anything nothing for me to do here nothing
1: for me nothing nothing for us to do they duke it out why because gene ronberry was like kirk should do more in this story like, he should be more manly. He should take direct action. Okay! Do you know what
0: always reads good? Grappling. Grappling. Everyone loves a grapple.
1: Everyone loves a good grapple. Um, <laughs> um, but eventually, Kirk prevails. He is able to push Lazarus into position. Um, he is then trapped inside of this corridor. Um, Spock and Kirk gets the crystals. They head back to the Enterprise. And after a moment, sadly, thinking to himself, Kirk orders them to shoot the ship, the dimensional ship, trapping Lazarus for all of eternity. Kirk muses on the fact that even though the universes are safe, what of Lazarus? Missy, how would it be trapped forever with a raging madman at your throat? Missy, until time itself came to a stop for eternity, how would it be?
0: I'm going to say slightly more unpleasant than watching this episode.
1: Yep. Just a little bit.
0: Probably just a little bit more. And to be fair, uh, I have that. It's called mental illness Ah! and existing with myself.
1: Exactly. Not all of us need time dimensional shifts to- uh, Exist with parts of ourselves we don't enjoy. You mean I'm
0: trapped in here with me? No. Oh no.
1: So, <laughs> this is the story we get. Guess what the story that we could have gotten was?
0: I literally have no fucking clue because it's hard to even... I mean, actually, to be honest, it wasn't that... Part of an episode no. to understand the whole thing, which is partly why it's really boring. Yeah, because it's so convoluted to get to this point where again, and and it's not even as if the action of what takes place uh, like serves to do it. When we talk about the scene where they basically just go, oh, this must be what it's at, but really nothing that we've seen would make you make that logical leap. They just have to do it because they're the captain and Spock, and they need to figure it out at this mm-hmm. point. That's just what we're doing. Um, originally there was
1: a Lieutenant Charlene Masters. Lieutenant Charlene Masters was um, fell in love with Lazarus. And that's how he gets those lithium crystals. They fall in love and she betrays the ship and runs away like with Lazarus only to realize she has mistakenly run away with the insane Lazarus. And so good Lazarus has to hold bad Lazarus like at bay in order for Kirk to get into the dimensional like corridor and get yeah. Lieutenant Masters out and then trapping both of them there forever. Um, which,
0: I, I, I don't think it's that much better. Yeah, it's not much of a punch-up. Not up.
1: that much of a punch-up. There's definitely other elements, but this was being developed at around the same time as Space Seed. And the whole cutting down of uh, Master's part started
0: oh. with
1: Gene Ronberry being like, okay, we have two scripts that are, like, way too similar to yep. each other. Yes. And Gene Alcoon yes. was like, all right, well, the betrayal of the ship in space seed is more integral to the story. So I'll write down the sort of love betrayal stuff, like, a little bit. And he started working on that part. That's when they hired janet mclaughlin to play that role they're like well she's a great actress she'll kill the hell out of this role and bonus this would be the first interracial romance like ever on tv
0: and i very quickly we know i was like as you were describing what happened i'm like oh, now I know why they put the kibosh on that whole thing. Yeah, Ugh. they Ugh.
1: legitimately Come
0: on. were
1: like, no, this will be great. This will bring in the viewers. We'll be taking this big step. Like, it'll be fantastic. Um, NBC is super on board. Like, we've seen before, like, Ron Berry say, like, oh, NBC was racist. But, like, NBC had a lot of programs and stuff, like, attempting to increase diversity. Um Okay. But this time, when they were actually doing it, Gene L. Coon started getting off-the-record calls from NBC.
0: Uh, there it is. Saying things There's like, the knife. Mm,
1: we don't really, like, this was before uh, Look Who's Coming to Dinner, which was apparently, like, the landmark interracial uh, romance yeah, movie thing. And yeah, just like they just wouldn't have it. And like, honestly, Jean Alcun and this is what they say. And these are the voyages like should have just paid her a kill fee for like killing the script, just paid her for a kill fee, hired her f- later for another part that they had for uh, someone and. And not done the fucking script, like just thrown away the yeah. whole script because he was already writing down the part based on G- what Gene Berry told him before they had even cast anyone. But then it got completely written out because NBC was a bunch of racist hogs. They're like, uh, the people in the South, meh
0: I, I literally be like, well, we do have to think of our audience in the south and what they might appreciate and if they would be as open to this as some of the people, you know, the more the more liberal amongst us. Yeah.
1: Which leaves it just her whole role being completely useless. Like there's yeah. nothing there. She's in like two scenes. All she, she gets
0: smoke smoke blown in her yeah, face. Yeah, she gets smoke so blown it. in
1: her face. It's very obvious where they cut things once, you know, like they were so she and Lazarus one were supposed to meet in the recreation room where he overhears her talking about dilithium crystals. That makes perfect sense. That's something we've seen in the rec rooms before. Like, I think it's like a nice like spot Mm -hmm. on the ship for like things to happen and something they do in modern Trek. They have like casual encounters and stuff and stuff happen. No, nothing. Um... So, yeah, there's just no reason for her role. No one updated the costuming department when she became a part of engineering instead of sciences. So, oh, so
0: that's why it's blue. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, the people who, like, on various days, it wasn't Barry Trevors, uh, who was doing the makeup. And so that's why the makeup, like, the beard was all fucked up. Um, okay. on some days so, and not other days. So,
0: so many things went wrong in
1: yes. this. Yes. Uh, and John Drew Barrymore didn't even have the the beard to begin with. Yeah. Barry was like, so just, oh, we'll ugh. just give you a who knows what sort of look. And we didn't give John that. It's like, oh. Ugh.
0: You know, this episode makes me... Feel bad for the other episodes that I've called slow and badly paced. Like Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this one
0: really takes the cake for it. And now that I know the cuts that went through, it's like, yeah, because they really were just padding time because they didn't have this element of the story anymore.
1: Like I'm gonna guess, and
0: a bunch of races based
1: on some of the dialogue that that is in these are the voyages, like from that original script, like. Like, you know, like, I have passed through time and space to find you. And, like, it's, like, it sounds like a romance was the only part that was written well. Like, out of that whole script. Uh,
0: yeah, and it would be, and it'd be interesting, to, it'd be interesting yeah, more like falling if in love with there was an investment in uh, the personalities. Yeah. But it's just as, like, a MacGuffin in yeah. a way to kind of get us to where we need to be.
1: It absolutely is. Um, it's really... Like it's wild that they did uh, the enemy within, and they were able to so obviously and easily tell the two Kirks apart.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing for me too is that they they you know they were talking about the element of a crew member mm-hmm. betraying the ship for a love, which again is a very specific mm-hmm. plot point. But they've done this Jekyll and Hyde thing already with an enemy within, with a more like charismatic, mm-hmm. Uh, Like, character, you know, actor as well. But it's that part, for me, I'm like, this is just even, like, a shittier version of The Evil Within.
1: And Stan Robertson basically wrote, like, them a note on the day it started filming, like, with what is assumed to be something from NBC, not him himself, uh, that's like, you're doing a double again, we talked about not doing the same thing over and over again so we're annoyed um and they thought like oh okay this is nbc telling us they have a bullshit reason that they don't have to pay for this if they don't like it and one it's done really poorly but two like you know we so can't. They were worried
0: about the contract element of it for that. I mean, they were like, okay. yeah,
1: there were like a million different things going on wrong with this episode. That's why when they finish it, they're like, let's put it at the end of the season. But makes sense. They had, uh, they got the order for three more episodes, right? And they were still working on the next episode we're gonna watch because uh, it had a bunch of post production problems. And so they, instead of having this be the last one, it's the, uh, the second to last or third to last episode of the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can never remember if it's second to last because the last one is there. So I think it is second to last because you have to, like, yeah, last yeah, yeah. isn't counted. This is the way I always have to, know- and I do the same mm-hmm. thing. I think locally everyone knows what we mean by that anyways yeah, it's like, like... when you get to it. But yeah, it's the weirdest thing because you're like, okay, you have to think two over from last, which is actually third backwards if you're trying to do that. Whatever, follow that shit. They threw it at the end of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. They threw it at the end of the season because um, <laughs> it fucking sucked. Yeah. And that's the alternative factor. What do you think, miss? What do you think, Missy?
0: This this is bottom shelf way to the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, uh, I mean, I'm glad that I had work to distract me, which I'm never ah! glad I have work to distract me. And, like, keep some element of, of me away from totally losing my mind during this episode of being replaced by an evil version of myself that would come in here, coming hot, and being like, fuck this shit, fuck this show. I hate this. I hate everyone. Oh, my word. No, I mean, yeah, it just was, like, it just wasn't even interesting for a Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's not even, like, oh, like, some of the other episodes where, you're like, there's interesting stuff in it. It was just slow compared to other Star Trek episodes. This wasn't, this just wasn't yeah. good. It just really wasn't good, and I and I hate that this is the first episode where I've gotten that where, like, there's not much redeeming about it at all. Like, I was, it was, the fun element to watch was how yeah. bad it was. Like, the hamminess of the act. And now that, and again, now that I go the poor guy, yeah. like, he's just thrown into it. It's like, well, yeah, he's making, he's just making huge choices because that's, like, he doesn't have time for nuance. Mm-hmm. He just has to get the lines out, and he's not really being able to act. And they're also making him do things like having to, like, Oh, fall off like less. thrash himself around as if he's being beat by a thing that's not there. So like even those moments, I was like, oh, this poor guy's not like they're not setting him up for success, even within what I'm seeing. And I'm like, no, it's just him having to make choices. But anytime that I think an actor I could do that better. That means they're doing bad acting because I probably can't do it better. <laughs> but at this time, I was like, no, 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 no. Actually, I think I could. And that's scary.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so that's the alternative factor.
0: Yeah. Missy.
1: Uh, our next episode is The City at the Edge of Forever.
0: What an intriguing the name city of an episode. at the Edge of
1: Forever. And this is... Widely known as one of the best episodes of Star Trek of all time.
0: Okay, we're back to... Dare we say the word iconic?
1: Dare we say!
0: This is going to be interesting, yeah. Um, So, City on the Edge of Forever. I am going to assume that we are getting, you know, landing crew. We're going down and we're visiting a city. The On the Edge of Forever is interesting. Because is that, like, Far End of Space far end of time, far end, uh, like on the brink of annihilation, like any, you know, elements that we kind of mixed in there. What I'm going to guess is that it is like we're in maybe a, a, well, I don't know if this enterprise would get to a far flung region or not. I don't know how they travel. I'm going to say it's a place where they're about to have Maybe some sort of technological advancement that will be so revolutionary that it's like this will change the implications of tech. And so it's on the edge of forever, meaning like the future, but it does it crossing a threshold that man isn't meant to, to, to cross.
1: Okay. Who knows? Okay. I love that.
0: Maybe, maybe it's someone claims they can see death <gasps> and they see the afterlife and it's that sort
1: Ooh, of thing. That's fun. Always love one of those. Yeah.
0: But then it just turns out it's just full of a parallel universe, and there's just, like, crazy people there and everything, and then there's a, a negative field, and it's it's blue, and right, and we go right. down to the planet three different times, and then back to medbay twice. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, God, Emily. Oh, no.
1: Hey, get that muscle man I'm, out of my med bag. I, I
0: think I'm falling asleep now. I think I'm losing consciousness. I'm I'm on the edge of forever.
1: <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm excited. And I'm I'm glad that we yeah. especially after this one, let's get to a best right. of let's do a real biggie here. I
1: agree. I agree. Um I'm so very excited. Um and Missy, thank you so much for joining me. On this Thank track. Thank you for having me
0: on what surely has to be one of our shortest and deserved yeah, episodes for that reason. Just <laughs> like we,
1: it's just like we go places and it yeah. sucks. Frankly, I th- it sucked to me. I feel
0: like we we talked about literally every detail we could possibly cover in this. And I just still feel like it was too right? much. I I wish. I hadn't talked this long. It doesn't deserve. And this episode doesn't deserve to be longer than the episode itself. Controversial statement. I know this is me. Like, I'm just trashing, not trashing the content that we're making. I'm just trashing the content of the show on that part. But no, like, my God, if I could cut the storyline out of this podcast to, to make it shorter, I would.
1: I love it. I love it. Missy, live long and prosper.
0: Live long and prosper. (laughs) you <laughs>